on the book, God is just like Jesus.com. You can email me at Chris at God is just like Jesus for a copy of it. This is an interesting one. Um, okay. Luke 9, 28 through 36. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, James, and John with him and went up to a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment in, at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As Jesus, as the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and, as they, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice from the cloud saying, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. And then there's another <clears throat> parallel passage. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. And that's Matthew 17, 6 through 8. Okay, take a moment and uh, just describe what's happening here. Uh, if you, you know, again, if you're on your own or with your group of people, it's really important to process yourself with the Holy Spirit first, and then let's uh, process things together. So first, talk about what are Moses and Elijah talking to Jesus about? It's really important to identify that. And then after that, what is, G what is Peter doing? Explain <clears throat> a little bit what's going on there. Hit pause and come back. Okay, so it's just a fascinating passage. So Jesus is transformed into his real identity. Peter, James, and John wake up, they see it. He's talking with Moses and Elijah specifically about his departure, which means his death at Jerusalem to bear the sins of the world, uh, of all people in the world, and to actually be able to release forgiveness in pure justice. He can say, I have been punished for your sins in your place, and I have the ability to forgive you. And not only just forgiveness, but release the Holy Spirit to now indwell people who respond to Jesus. I mean, it's, it's epic. And it's fascinating that Moses and Elijah, they're talking about this with Jesus, specifically about his departure, what he will accomplish. So that's one thing. Um, <clears throat> I'll also ask you, it's so great that Moses and Elijah share, show up here. There's an Old Testament link that... Um, uh, well, that I want to just discuss here for a second. You know, they show up and it is it's it is so amazing because Moses has this failure in Numbers 20 where he just loses it and gets furious with the Israelites. And instead of speaking to the rock the second time, there's an event in Exodus 17, but in Numbers 20, instead of speaking to the rock and God was going to release water just by Moses speaking... 
he does what he did before in, in Exodus 17. He starts striking the rock several times because actually Moses just loses it. He's super frustrated with uh, the grumbling and the arguing, and he has a meltdown. And, and God says, you know, because you've represented me as angry when I wasn't, he goes, you're not going to go into the promised land. And so Moses has this epic failure. And I was always bummed like, oh, no, he didn't make it into the promised land. But it's so great he shows up here and he's honored as one of the ones to speak with Jesus. <clears throat> Again, Elijah has this epic success with calling a lightning bolt down, praying to God. God answered with a lightning bolt, and he, and he shows the people of Israel, the 450 prophets of Baal, are, are not the true, uh, the true God. And so he has this great victory, but after that, Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you the next day, and Elijah has a breakdown in fear and runs to Mount Horeb, where God says, uh, you know, it's my still small voice that I'm speaking to you in, and uh, go anoint Elijah as prophet after you. And so it's like, oh no, epic failure. And um, <clears throat> But these are the two guys with epic successes and epic failures that show up to talk to Jesus. Uh, and I just love the fact that they're the two that, that do that. So anyway, that's, that was for free side point. Okay, so what is Peter doing here? Peter pops up out of nowhere and uh, the, the attention, where's the attention at first? Well, it's on Jesus and potentially Moses Elijah. And then, and then where's the attention? It's all on Peter. He decides he wants to start speaking. Hey, it's good that I'm here. Uh, and these guys too, of course, James and John, I mean, they're lesser, but it's good that they're there. We can build you three shelters. And it uh, the message Bible from Eugene Peterson says, while Peter's babbling on like this, um, God shows up, the Father shows up in this cloud of glory, okay? So hit pause and think to yourself and talk about how does the Father respond to, to uh, Peter uh, getting all the attention on himself and, and just carrying on, right? Now this is one where we see the Father. So talk about that for a second. <clears throat> okay, the Father enters the scene in a bright cloud and then just speaks and says, this is my son whom I've chosen. Listen to him, i.e. get your focus back on Jesus. Get it off yourself. I mean, what can we do for God anyway? Make him some dirt huts, like make him some shelters, make him a monument, like, come on. Peter's just got his eyes on himself in a holy moment. And, um, and, and God puts him back on Jesus. I love it because again, he doesn't um, run Peter off. He doesn't uh, shame him. He doesn't reject him. Uh, God, and in, 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 with some intensity with this cloud, he brings instruction, correction, and even some correction without rejection, even some discipline. Peter, get your eyes off yourself back on Jesus. He's the focal point right now. He's the focal point right now. Don't, let's not be getting your eyes on yourself. And, <clears throat> so you see the father in this case doing the instruction, the challenge, the correction. Uh, and again, Peter, still the, you know, one of the, the 12 disciples, still going to be the lead pastor, still secure in his connection with Jesus and the father. He's not demoted uh, personally or positionally, but you see the father interacting with him, which is pretty epic. And then here's a great passage as well. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down, terrified, but Jesus came to them and touched them 
And he says, get up. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one but Jesus. Isn't it great what somebody I was studying with said, isn't it great that Jesus comes alongside them and touches them? Right? It's just that human connection in the moment, in, in, in the middle of a hair-raising supernatural event where the Father himself has, has spoken. Um, and so there's that, that tenderness even in that. And then those, those words just to care for him. Don't be afraid. You're all right. But this is, <laughs> once again, an intense learning moment, right? Just because there's intensity doesn't mean that's bad. Uh, it would be bad if intensity was coupled with rejection and shame and all the negative accusation and motivation methods. But intensity drilled down like a laser, like this is a, la is, is a learning moment. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on me. Let's not be looking at ourselves in a moment like this. It's, that's a great time to learn from. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, work on the, the takeaway section, right? In this takeaway, I'm using John 12, 45, and the verse says, when he or someone looks at me, Jesus, he sees the one who sent me. Right? When he looks at me, he sees the one who sent me. You can go look at it in context. And once again, Jesus is saying all over again, one of my huge missions on planet Earth is to, to reveal the Father. If somebody's looking at me, they actually see God the Father. So whatever the philosophies are in the Earth about what God's like, Jesus is saying, ignore those. Look at me, I'm the representation of God the Father, the God who created the heavens and the earth. Invisible though he is, I'm the actual representation of him. I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing, but that's what Jesus said. And he's the only guy that came back from the dead, so we can buy into it. So, take this away, hit pause for a second, and just say, what do you learn about Jesus here that shows you about the Father? What do you learn about the Father that shows you about Jesus? All right? Again, this is a neat one because the Father is the one doing the instruction, the challenge, and the correction without rejection. And of course, this time it reveals Jesus. It's almost opposite, right? The Father himself is dealing with their foolishness in a wonderful way with no rejection or shame. But then Jesus comes alongside and touches them. And if, and if Jesus is touching them and saying, don't be afraid, that, that means the Father's also touching them saying, don't be afraid. Learn from this situation. And so when you see Jesus, you see the Father. And then the worship without music. <clears throat> this is an awesome one to take away in a prayer time and just feast yourself on, Lord, <clears throat> Peter and ourselves, we may be foolish and do all kinds of crazy things and think, hey, we can build you three dirt huts and somehow that's going to add something to the situation. And we're like children babbling along. And yet you care about us. You know our frame. You may redirect us and instruct us for our learning, for our growth, so that we'll be more and care about people more. But you're not going to reject us. You're not going to throw us away. You're not going to push us away. And um, in even intense situations, you're going to reach out like Jesus did, and you're going to tenderly touch us and help us up and tell us not to be afraid. Lord, I need to know to not be afraid and that you're for me, not against me. And oh, I love who you are. You just take that out and worship with it 
And um, I don't know, see if you don't get inspired. <laughs>